In today's episode of Tech Powered Luxury, we will learn about the role of Web3 and NFTs in bridging the gap between physical and digital in the luxury world with none other than Olivier Moinjean, luxury industry veteran, co-founder and COO of Exclusible. Tech Powered Luxury is proud to be sponsored by Seabody, an Irish-based tech-powered beauty and wellness brand. Seabody has developed a unique next-gen approach to seaweed-based skincare and supplements. Luxury powered by technology with innovation at its core is exactly what this podcast is about. Find Seabody on Instagram or at seabody.com to discover their innovative products. Today, we are going on quite the inspirational and motivational journey with Olivier Moinjean, COO and co-founder of Exclusible. New York-based Olivier has had a career that most would kill for within the industry, spanning multiple continents and high-profile roles within major heritage and hard luxury houses, including Cartier, Goyard and Bastide. Olivier took the unexpected and future-thinking decision to make a drastic change from physical luxury to digital luxury when launching Exclusible in June 2021. Exclusible is a multifaceted Web3 platform built for luxury brands across the verticals of fashion, beauty, watches, jewellery and more, with expansion into luxury real estate and the automotive industry. The ultra-premium NFT platform is a curation of the most desirable and exclusive collectibles with innovation and service at its core. Speed scalability and grasping the opportunity to bring something valuable and meaningful to the Web3 space within luxury is how Exclusible have skyrocketed in the last year, making people dream through technology. Olivier, welcome. It's incredible to have you here and to hear from one of the biggest names in the industry and in this space to actually share insights and and help us all learn on this Web3 journey within luxury. So to get started, I would love to just ask you, who are you and what brought you to where you are today? Yes. So first of all, thank you so much for inviting me on this podcast. It's a pleasure. And so who am I? Uh, So I live in New York, first of all, and uh, I have spent the last 18 years of my career uh, working in the luxury industry. Uh, at Cartier and yeah, as you said, and then also a, a beauty brand called Bastide. And uh, it's been a year now, a little bit more than a year, that I'm co-founder of uh, Exclusible, uh, which is a- everything you described. We're a Web3 company building at the speed of light, fast and furious, uh, to really uh, you know open a new type uh, of possibilities and opportunities for luxury brands uh, in the metaverse and in Web3. Amazing. Thank you, Olivier. So we know that you have moved from Paris to New York. You went from hard luxury to the metaverse. So big, big changes in terms of cities, but also in terms of roles, industries and whatnot. Could you tell us about your education? Like where did it start and how did you end up where you are today? And how did you develop your skill set to achieve what you have with Exclusible? Yes. So I started at Cartier as an intern. 19 years ago, actually. And so I really learned everything about the luxury industry from the ground up, uh, working in retail, managing stores, uh, managing real estate, and then I was managing different wholesale divisions. So that's when you learn what luxury is about. And luxury, it's about uh, attention to details. It's about exquisite and excellent um, experiences. It's about uh, incredible products, incredible storytelling, 
It's about, it's about making people dream. It's a highly, highly aspirational industry. So the codes of luxury are something that's not necessarily natural or native. And it's really something that you learn by being in the stores almost every day, by interacting with the clients and being very close to the products. So my progression was quite natural from Cartier to then being the, the managing director of Goyard for the Americas. Uh, that's when I started actually being more of an entrepreneur uh, at Goyard, where I opened their entire subsidiary. So it was a sink or swim type of situation. Having to figure everything out on my own here, I was employee number one. And then I opened every store, every I hired every employee, I opened the offices, I opened the, the, the monogramming workshops. So it was quite an incredible experience. And then moving to Bastide uh, as CEO, and Bastide at the time was a, you know, a young startup in beauty, headquartered in New York, but with the roots in France. Um, it was another case of being working for a brand, but in a very startup-y type of environment with investors, a strong digital ecosystem, you know, a type a different path to growth and success and developing the brand. So I learned everything I had to learn in the luxury industry through all these different experiences, always based in New York. And then when I met my other co-founders on LinkedIn, actually, in uh, the spring of 2021, initiating the discussion around NFTs, Web3, it was a great fit. And then we decided to build Exclusible. Uh, and we started from an idea. We had like maybe five slides on a PowerPoint. But for me, it was very natural because I had shaped my, my thesis for Web3 and luxury brands very early on. Uh, I'm, uh, I entered into crypto in 2017, like a lot of people. Very quickly, I realized that the blockchain was, you know, potentially a revolution and that it would change a lot of aspects of our lives, which is kind of the case now. It's, it's starting you know, with DeFi. It's, uh, blockchain is adopted by more and more industries. Um, and then NFTs in the like early 2021, I covered all of that trend through my podcast, The Luxury Weekly. And it was very apparent to me that there was something there, something happening that would create a huge opportunity for brands, not replacing anything, but creating a new type of business, a new business segment. And so that's why when I met my co-founders, I, uh, you know, we were very passionate since day one in building that future for luxury brands. Thank you, Olivier, for the thorough introduction to your educational journey. It was really interesting to hear you say that luxury is about exquisite and excellent experiences and making people dream. And that the codes of luxury are, of course, something that are not necessarily native. So for the people maybe working in digital roles or tech roles within luxury or tech companies, they may never have spent a day within a retail space of a luxury brand, selling, observing, understanding what most often than not is actually that final touch point and place of purchase, something that I believe everyone should spend time doing. But additionally, it's really motivating to hear that despite starting 19 years ago already as an intern at Cartier in Paris, long before the world of Web3, you're now at the forefront 
and you've continued to learn and be at the helm of technological development within the industry. So looking back, what were those key moments in your career that led you to launching Exclusible? Yes, so I had two moments, I want to say. Uh, the first one is when I left Cartier to join Goyard. And it was really about transitioning from a, a very established corporate environment at Richmond. Uh, Cartier is uh, one of the top leading brands in the world. So obviously, uh, it was the best uh, school, the best learning experience possible. If you want to learn about luxury, you know, starting at Cartier is amazing. And so then when I moved to Goyard, employee number one, I started... The first day I had a laptop, a bank account and an accounting firm, and that's it, nothing else. And I had to figure everything out myself. So that's when I realized that it was actually really fun to build stuff from scratch, as opposed to joining an existing ecosystem that's very stable. And then it's all about, you know, delivering your, you know, your on your growth. So that's like entrepreneurship, very interesting. I doubled down on that when I joined Bastide because again, like very startup environment, um, so that's when I started realizing that maybe the corporate environment was not really where I felt the most uh, accomplished and uh, and satisfied. And it was very apparent um, after 18 years that I wanted to actually take control of my own destiny and that I wanted to really contribute in uh, building something new and something that will be there for the next 20 years. Um, as opposed to joining, I want to say my old world, you know, what I've done, what I had done my whole life until then. And in terms of opportunities, Web3 was not obvious. It was a big risk because at that time, Facebook was still called Facebook. Uh, NFTs became, they were in the public media. Uh, they came to the public attention in the spring of 2021 because of headlines. No one knew what the future would entail. No one knew if it was a bubble, you know, that would burst and then we would never hear about NFTs again or they would go back into, uh, disappear in the background. Um, so it was a big risk because we formed our thesis very strongly. We really believed that NFTs as a technology would power a new business, which is virtual commerce. The concept that brands, luxury and mainstream, but brands would start selling and distributing digital products. So products which do not exist in the physical world and that NFT was the technology allowing that and that these NFTs, these digital products could be used to express your identity in different metaverse platforms. Again, at the time, no one talked about the metaverse. So that's what we believed in, but we were not a lot of people believing in that. And so when we started talking to brands and investors about this vision, again, a year ago, very few people understood it within, within our personal circles and within our professional circles. But we stuck to our guns. We took the leap of faith. We believed in what we were developing. We were able to raise money at the end of August 2021. And uh, then three weeks later, Facebook renamed to Meta. So that's when we believe that we had something. Incredible. Thanks for sharing that journey. I've been following you on LinkedIn for a really long time. Anyone who's listening should go and follow you because you share so many nuggets of wisdom constantly. Thank you. And I also listened to your podcast when it was live. And that's why I reached out to you originally, actually. So I guess that was over a year ago now. Yes. 
Yeah, I remember listening to what you were talking about with Web3 and thinking, okay, this guy's either completely crazy or really visionary. <laughs> Clearly you were a visionary because so much has been achieved since then. Thank you. So we know Exclusible now is a powerhouse in the in the Web3 space. And obviously you have focused on luxury. That's your bread and butter. It's what you've known for, for 19 years now. Why did you decide to keep focusing on luxury when it came to Exclusible? Was that a decision from the beginning to hone in on the luxury industry? Yes, uh, absolutely. Because at the time, it's very important to put things back, put decisions back in the context of the moment. And Web3 moves at the speed of light and uh, things evolve so quickly. So back then, when we started thinking about Exclusible and putting it together, um, there was no marketplace that we felt was good enough for brands uh, the leading marketplace was and is OpenSea. Most of the other marketplaces were about, you know, the art or creators. So we know that luxury brands need and want to storytell. They need to tell a story. And going into Web3, they needed to tell their story to an audience that has most likely never heard about their story, that doesn't really know. They might know the name, but they don't know anything about the product, the story, the background, the heritage never experienced anything from those brands. Uh, so we wanted to create that destination, that marketplace where brands could have a lot more freedom to express exactly who they are through their assets, their storytelling, their copywriting. Uh, and then the idea is that from an audience and community point of view, we would attract people who are interested in uh, discovering and buying NFTs from luxury brands. So it made a lot of sense back then. Now, move forward, this thesis is still true, but we do a lot more, a lot more than just the marketplace. Olivier, that's fantastic. The vision is clear and it's obvious that you and the team behind Exclusible continue to really push those boundaries and bring the biggest brands in the luxury industry into Web3. So you mentioned that in 2021, you raised some money. So that was 2.2 million euro, a seed round. And congratulations, because I know in October this year, you also raised a further 5 million euro and you have acquired Polycount, a metaverse development studio. So much has happened. Could you maybe share a couple of highlights on your journey so far in developing Exclusible? Uh, yes, uh, so much has happened. So first of all, I mean, I really want to pay tribute and thank all the brands that trusted us uh, from the get go. Uh, and we have made great friendships uh, with Amedeo, uh, Jean-Marie, the owner of Louis Moinet, uh, the team at Hogan, Christophe, uh, Christian Lacroix. Like, all of them, we embarked on a journey for months. It's usually minimum three to four months where we're going to be on WhatsApp almost every day. We have our uh, you know, meetings twice a week. Uh, so it's a great collaborative effort developing something that has never been done before. So I, I cherish these moments where we meet people and we build something together. Um, one of the most exciting moments where literally we had this crazy adrenaline rush was when we launched our first collection in October of 2021, literally six weeks after officially launching the company. And it was the uh, Alpha Collection, which is a VIP membership pass to the Exclusible ecosystem. 
we were literally, I think, six people in the company. We did the marketing on our own. And we felt that how can we convince brands to work with us when we have not done anything in the space uh, besides being collectors or quite knowledgeable, but we had not built anything. So we felt it was an absolute necessity to do that proof of concept and see what we can learn and what we can do. And it was incredible because we launched a collection and within 48 hours, it was sold out. Uh, and it was 3,000 NFTs at 0.2 ETH, which at that time was super expensive. It was $800, uh, which was, the timing was off because we had developed the entire collection with a price of $500. 0.2 ETH was $500 at the time. And then somehow ETH went up tremendously. Uh, and when we launched, it was $800. So now people had, had to pay like a lot more money to be part of our club. Uh, so we felt we were kind of like uh, fighting an uphill battle. And within 48 hours, we sold out and uh, we were on Discord 24-7. And so that adrenaline rush when we sold out was incredible. I think we all, we will all remember this moment for the rest of our life. And like the peace, the peacefulness afterwards saying, wow, we just did something that was quite incredible. Um, so after that, we have sold out almost all our collections. It's always been like a, um, uh, an objective for us to size the the supply, the price, size the collections according to our, you know, feel of the market. What we felt was the right thing, the the, the right way to to launch these collections uh, into the world. Um, so yes, I mean, we've had so many great moments at uh, at Exclusible. It's been quite a ride. Sounds like it. It's only been over a year, but you've done so much. And I feel like every week, whenever I see something that you're doing, it's always sold out. So it's great to see there's a lot of excitement and you've built a really big community. Yes. I think community is really key to it, actually, because you have yes. built a really big knowledge within the luxury community as well. Like you've also educated so many people on what is Web3 within the luxury space. Absolutely. So in terms of fashion, what do you think is the future of fashion when it comes to Web3 and NFTs? Sure. Uh, so digital fashion is uh, one of the big use cases of uh, Web3. It's being developed in the backdrop of the larger discussion around, you know, the responsibility of brands uh, regarding the planet, communities, um Society, you know, it's a big debate right now. So every brand has uh, sustainability and circularity objectives, self-imposed. But why? It's because that's what customers want nowadays. You cannot be a brand and not have a responsibility uh, towards your clients, your fans, the planet, the community, the countries where you distribute your products, where you manufacture your products. And we have a production, hyper-production problem. We have a recycling problem and therefore NFTs as a technology for the first time, it allows a brand or an entity, a corporation to sell or to distribute something that doesn't exist. But that's something that product, if it's a digital, you know, if it's digital fashion, it allows you as a customer to reach the same uh, psychological mechanism that motivates you to buy a physical piece of fashion, physical clothes. It's a status symbol. 
It's a way to express your identity. It makes you feel good. You can show it to the world. And so all of these uh, purchase triggers are true in the digital world. And it's actually even amplified. When you, you know, on during our day-to-day lives, when we walk around, we encounter what, maybe like a hundred people a day, max. On the, in the digital world, you can potentially reach out and express yourself, show who you are to thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of people. And uh, so it seemed to be a far-fetch a few, maybe a few months, a few years ago, but that's where the industry is going. Uh, and we always believed that in this, in the next few years, it's going to be absolutely normal for every brand to have digital fashion collections in parallel to their physical collections. They will, it could be inspired by the physical collection. It could be the dreamy, impossible version of that physical collection. It can be collaborations with young designers, uh, digital designers. We believe that digital designers, 3D artists, are the new artisans. They are the seamstresses, the artisans of the 21st century. Uh, Every brand will have a digital studio sitting with people coming from digital schools, sitting next to their uh, studio where they have students and young designers coming from fashion schools. All of this will be extremely harmonious. Uh, Nothing is replacing anything. The stores are not dead. Physical products are not going to disappear. We just amplify and add a new way to engage and consume and be part of a brand's community. Thank you, Olivier, for those insights. For anyone listening who is either trying to build tech capabilities within their brand or for people building their own tech platform, your experience is a blueprint and perhaps also proof of what is possible. So bringing things back to technology... There are many challenges that you faced because Exclusible is so new. You can't find people with 10 years of experience in Web3, specifically for luxury. So how did you actually create your tech roadmap required to build Exclusible? And then how did you go about finding the talent to help you do so? Uh, yes. So launching a company from scratch, it's quite, uh, you know, for the entrepreneurs out there who have done it, uh, it's not easy. It's a very uh, ungrateful road. You have amazing days and extremely bad days, you know. It's a very competitive environment, but a very collaborative also at the same time. So it's quite incredible to be in Web3, where it's a small ecosystem. We all know each other. We're all trying to help each other. But, uh, you know, we need we need wins under our belt. So we felt the first thing was to show our ability to launch a product, a project successfully. So that's what we did with our Alpha Collection. Then very quickly, we realized that the entire ecosystem was fragmented. It's a new industry. So we needed to find partners and people who could help us bring projects to life. When Farfetch, Netaporte, you know, uh, MyTheresa, all of these companies launched in the 2000s, their job was to basically use the physical products from brands and then they would sell them on e-com. It was quite a task back then, you know, it was very new. For us as a marketplace, the task is different because the product that we want to sell don't exist and brands have not made those products yet. So not only we had to convince them that they needed to do and sell NFTs, but then they would say, okay, 
cool, but how do we do that? And then we would turn around and say, yeah, find someone to do it. Uh, and so we had to find these partners. Uh, and so that's why we built a very strong network of agencies, artists, creatives, DAOs, uh, to, that we would basically bring with us on every project to develop the creative part of each project. So especially the 3D assets, we do a lot of generative 3D projects. And so that's quite a task. It's like a very specific skill set that not a lot of people have at the moment. Uh, so we had to basically build not only the ecosystem to create, to help us create those projects. We also had to build all the tools, all the processes in order to ensure the success of a collection. And it's not only the drop, it's post-drop, what happens after about the utility and the roadmap. And delivering utilities, it's extremely complex. And so same thing, we had to go and find all the partners, all the tools that basically make the experience uh, seamless and complete. On the talent side, you're absolutely right. We have hired, so right now we have 33 employees. We will probably have 50 by the end of the year. So, and we hired people who have a passion for Web3 and who come from really different horizons. We created a drop management team. We also have a metaverse team. And a lot of the people in those, uh, in those you know, teams are, they come from luxury. Uh, some of them come from consulting, strategy consulting. Um, they all have a business mind and they are all DGENs. All of them are NFT collectors. And that's a big, big must have is you need to understand the space. It's very important. Then it's all about, you know, you're going to learn on the job no matter what, because the job, that type of job did not exist a year ago. So we just want people who think the right way, who have the right entrepreneurial mindset, the right attitude. Uh, it's all about being super positive and feeling that you're building something that literally is at the very beginning of a revolution. And, uh, and yeah, so we really love our team, but I have to say it's not easy to find the right, uh, the right profiles and the right talents. I'm sure there are a lot of people listening who would love to work for Exclusible and who would love to get into this space. So take note of all the amazing advice that you've just given. Yes. Reach out on LinkedIn. Yes. And reach out on LinkedIn where you're very active. So I'm sure they'll find yes. you. <laughs> yes. Don't talk to Olivier unless you've already got a couple of NFTs from Exclusible. <laughs> that's, the first, that's part of our interview questions. It's like, uh, how many NFTs do you own? What's your, what are your favorite collections? What metaverse have you visited? Because that's another thing. Like, yeah. you know, we haven't talked about the metaverse yet, but that's the, the, it's the other big vertical at, uh, at Exclusible. And uh, the metaverse is theoretically quite easy to understand as opposed to NFTs, which are more technical. Mm -hmm. uh, but to find people who have actually visited many metaverse, it's not as easy as one thinks. So on that note, if somebody wants to find you in the metaverse, which one will they find you in? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we've been very active in Decentraland. Uh, lately, we've done a, a drop. Sandbox, you can find us on Sandbox as well, but just when Sandbox is open. So right now the season three is open uh, and we have a, an exclusive, we built a hotel, like a palace 
where we're going to have a quest with Christophe, one of our brand partners. Um, and then we're very close to Spatial, where we built a penthouse and we are building tons of different experiences. And we're also very close to Garou, very close to Journey. Journey, it's an amazing metaverse as well. So that's where I hang out. You're everywhere. <laughs> Tech-powered luxury sponsor Seabody uses state-of-the-art blue biotechnologies and marine biodiscovery. Seabody includes the most potent and closest to nature molecules in their ranges of skincare and supplements. You can discover more about Seabody on Instagram or at seabody.com. Luxury real estate and the metaverse and especially metaverse events are going to continue to grow because this is where interaction happens. And those interactions need to either come together in a space like one of the penthouses or villas that Exclusible has developed yes. or perhaps for an event such as the Hogan and Exclusible party that was hosted during Fashion Week. Absolutely, with Bob, Bob Sinclair. And we, we launched that, that day, we launched, uh, we did the first metaverse dance competition with Bob Sinclair. So we like to push the boundaries, like to do things that you know, no one has done before. It's fun. Amazing. Right. Well, I think we can move into the future element, uh, even though I feel like this entire podcast has been it's very futuristic. Uh, so for part three of the podcast, it's all about what's going to happen next for you. Yes. What's next for Exclusible. So we'd love to, if you can, share a little bit of the vision for your for yourself as well as for the company. Absolutely. Uh, so it's very interesting because we launched Exclusible during a bull market. So everything was up, crypto, stock market, uh, NFTs. There was, uh, I mean, the, the 1 billion of uh, daily um, transaction volumes on OpenSea. Right now, we're in the midst of a bear market. So everything is down like 80 to 90%. Uh, Trading volumes on OpenSea are 15 million a day as opposed to 1 billion. So it's a very, very different market. And the strength of Exclusible, our mindset, uh, is that we are doers. We do things. We don't really overthink. Um, and in this nascent Web3, we are trying so many different things. And that has been part of our success. Therefore, during the bear market, we double down on our investments. We did not lay off or fire anyone. We actually hired and we're still hiring. Like we have five new people joining us in September because nothing has changed in terms of our thesis and our belief in the technology and the upcoming mass adoption of the technology. Um, so we decided to really move fast and invest in two different verticals. The first one is the metaverse, where we are working on the acquisition of a 3D studio in the US in order to integrate in-house that uh, building capacity, so building experiences on different platforms. We are completely agnostic. We work in the sandbox, in the central land, in spatial, in journey, um, and other platforms. Um, we can build standalone experiences. Um, we also have a more strategic project to basically build what we believe the luxury metaverse should be and use it as a proof of concept for and bring brands on the journey to show them what they could do in the metaverse. And then the third pillar, it's more on the tech side. We have a team of 10 in-house developers 
Uh, we will have 15 in the next uh, four weeks uh, and probably more by the end of the year. We are building a CRM suite based on Web3 technology. Brilliant. So for anyone still wondering how Web3 will be of use to their current business, this is it, CRM, Customer Relationship Management. You have heard it here first. Yes, exactly. It's kind of uh, breaking news. <laughs> it's been a year that uh, in every presentation that I have ever done, we have this one slide that says crypto wallets and NFTs are the new CRM. Like literally a year that we're saying that. And that we believe that it NFTs have the ability to power a new kind of relationship between fan, clients, and a brand. I had to explain that slide a lot because no one, like a lot of the audience didn't understand. Uh, and now we believe in it so much that we're actually building the, the tech suite, including many different features to equip brands with the ability to launch NFTs in the spirit of building relationship and engaging with their community. Our overarching mission is to bring the next 1 million people into Web3. How do you do that? You do that by making Web3 disappear in the background. People, what we want to achieve is basically powered by Web3. And what is powered, it's an experience. It's a relationship. It's an engagement. It's like uh, 15 years ago, we were listening to music. Uh, you know, we were making our own MP3. And uh, initially, the process was very complicated. And then we're happy we have an MP3. Now, no one uses the word. No one knows what it is. We listen to music. In the same manner, blockchain, crypto, NFTs will go in the background. No one will know. And you will have a crypto wallet without knowing you have one. Everybody will buy NFTs without knowing that they are NFTs. So we will finally stop talking about the tech. We will talk about the benefits of the tech. And those benefits are incredible. And NFTs could be distributed for free. They don't have to be sold. The brand can decide to sell them, but it can also distribute them for free. Mm -hmm. And by doing that, you onboard new people into Web3. Onboarding can be as easy as using an email address to uh, redeem your NFT. And that NFT unlocks access and rewards and access to whatever the brand wants. It could be events, it could be launch party, fashion show, it can be uh, experiences, it can be e-commerce, you know, token gated products that are only available if you own the, to the, the token. It can be dialogue. You can have an engagement, a discussion, a place online where you can talk to your community You can include them in co-development like co of products. You can include them in different you know, company or brand initiatives. So that for the first time, this relationship is not based purely on an email address, which then becomes very Web2 and it's, very, um, it's difficult to unlock things just based on an email address. Uh, and it becomes purely linked to the ownership of token. So we believe that this is a big revolution. And you can also imagine like walking in the streets, And you receive a push notification saying you own this token with this token, you can have access to, I don't know, this restaurant, this, if you go to that store, you get a perk, whatever that perk is, you know? So we really believe in like powering our day-to-day -day relationship with brands through ownership and community and engagement, uh, as opposed to purely like data 
like personal data and purely purchases, which then becomes very anonymous. Olivier, this all sounds like a dream for luxury brands, especially in an era when online interactions are becoming cookie-less, harder to track, and of course, harder to leverage the data that we used to have access to, therefore removing a lot of possibilities to customize and personalize experiences, especially when it comes to ads. So would you say that this will be the biggest technological shift in the luxury industry within the next couple of months and years? Yes, I really believe uh, it's a big big use case. It's going to, right now, so already in one year, I see a lot of progress, a lot of evolution in the mindset and the understanding of Web3 throughout the discussions that I have with brands. So it's much it's much better to talk with all, all the brands we're in touch with right now because we're on a much more, we have the same vision. And what I'm describing here, like loyalty, CRM, this is where the industry is going. So there's a very big use case for that. Uh, so I cannot wait for five years from now, maybe three years. I don't know. But when all of these, everything I'm describing will be part of our lives. And it's going to be a much richer type of experience with brands. And then you include metaverse on top of that. And the metaverse for me, it's the experiential extension of e-commerce. So you can experience the full creativity, the dream of a designer, of a brand, without any limits, without any boundaries. And you can walk into their universe. You can hang out. You can meet people. You can talk to representatives of the brands within their ecosystem. You can discover products. You can discover the history in a, in a dreamy way. You know, there's a reason why Blockbuster movies are billion-dollar franchises from you know, the Disney, Pixar, Marvel. It's because we all want to dream. We all want to be exposed to things that don't really exist and activate our imagination. So brands will be able to create that, and it's super exciting. I was lucky enough to spend some time at LVMH within Ian Rogers' team uh, when he was chief digital officer at group level. And he often said that digital transformation is actually a cultural transformation. And it seems that you've experienced the same thing while shifting the mindset of luxury insiders on this journey with Exclusible. Yeah, that's true. On the other side, Olivier, I wanted to ask you, because there are going to be people listening today that are here to learn about Web3. They're going to see your name. They're going to see Exclusible and say, finally, I'm going to sit down, get a cup of tea and try and understand what is this all about? Yes. So for people who are new to this concept and who maybe have been in the luxury industry for a long time, or maybe even not so long, maybe they're fresh out of university, but have had very little contact with the metaverse Web3, what advice would you give to them? in how to learn and how to integrate this within the brands that they work for? Yes. So we actually have in mind to create, you know, like a group or a place where everyone from brands, you know, from like the corporate side who is interested in Web3, where we can actually, uh, they can gather, uh, dialogue, engage, exchange, and kind of learn also a little bit more. Because we see so many people every day who are interested and and, and become passionate about Web3. So I want to say the first thing to do is to disassociate, uh, understand that it's a technology based on blockchain and, 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 and that it allows for ownership of digital assets. And those digital assets can be anything, can be a, a, any type of file. You know? Also, it's important to disassociate 
from cryptocurrencies and not see it. Right now, we buy NFTs with cryptocurrency because the currency is the token that uh, allows transactions on on each blockchain. Each blockchain has their own token, and we call them currencies. But I think we need to disassociate completely these two concepts because now you can buy NFTs using credit cards. Uh, we even do prepayment. Like we are the first company that created something called prepayment, where you can prepay for an NFT that will be launched in the future uh, using a credit card. Um, so then, so approach it this way. It's a new technology which is going to disrupt the concept of products and the concept of digital identity or identity, and also the concept of community building. Okay, then uh, buy an NFT. That's the first thing that anyone should do who is interested in Web3. Open your crypto wallet. Uh, the most popular one is called MetaMask. Uh, and then, of course, uh, where to get information. It's what we call crypto Twitter. So go on Twitter, uh, type NFT, start following accounts, uh, follow other accounts. Like go down what we call the rabbit hole of Web3. Just get acquainted. You have a few uh, amazing newsletters to also, you know, register to and you get all your news. And then, of course, there is Discord. Discord is the platform where, you know, you follow and you, you know, you follow projects and then you, be, you become part of their community and you get all the news on Discord. But it's uh, not the most elegant experience, you know. But you have also some groups, what we call alpha groups, uh, where you can get... Uh, you know, good information. Great advice. So that's like the natural progression. And then there's also the, the tech part. Understand uh, Unreal Engine, Unity, uh, understand gamification, understand the metaverse uh, experience. Go on Decentraland, go on Sandbox, understand what it is about. Because very often we talk to people who have a very theoretical understanding uh, like there's a lot of gurus in the space who have very theoretical understanding of Web3 capabilities. And then uh, when you actually experiment the reality of the landscape right now, it's a very different experience compared to what you think it is theoretically. Theoretic, like digital fashion, for example. I said it's a big use case and it's a big opportunity. It's going to be, from I, I believe it's going to be a billion, billions of dollars uh, segment within the fashion world. But right now it's not easy because of tech constraints in terms of filters, augmented reality, where you can carry and display your digital fashion. So right now is the, the beginning. You have a, some trailblazers and, and pioneers in the space, uh, but we're not there yet where you can have mass adoption on the digital fashion just because of the tech. Interoperability, it's a big thing. You own a, an accessory um, piece of digital fashion. How can you wear it on Instagram, on Snapchat, in Sandbox, in Decentraland? You know, uh, so this is not, you can, right now you cannot do that, you know, because the files are not interoperable. That's why I'm saying it's so early. Thank you, Olivier. It's great to hear firsthand how anyone can go on a learning journey today from newsletters and following conversations on Twitter to jumping right in on Discord, being a part of the community and then, you know, actually engaging and being part of the metaverse. 
it's it's not as scary or as far away as people think. And there are hundreds of millions of people every day already active within these metaverses. So looking forward, what advice would you give to luxury brands today to prepare for the future of tech within luxury? Embrace the fact that we are early. Um, I think there was a statistic from uh, a McKinsey report uh, showing that most users have a very positive sentiment about a brand that will uh, go into gaming, you know, and therefore have digital gamified experiences. Um, only 10% uh, said that they would see it negatively. So you have, you know, it's a very forgiving space. This is where the future lies, just because that's where it is so native and natural for Gen Z, like younger Gen Z, Gen Alpha, to interact, to socialize, to play, to hang out, to buy, to spend money in, you know, Roblox, uh, Fortnite, in that type of gamified 3D immersive environment, it's so natural for them. So the future will be like this. They will also go to the stores. They will have physical experiments, experiences of your brand. It's not replacing anything. So don't be afraid and also don't overthink it. Uh, we see everyday brands who spend six months, eight months paying, you know, very expensive consulting firms to have like a theoretical roadmap of what their Web3 entry strategy should be. Who knows what's going to be in three months? You know, we have been through the hypes. We bought our first lands in Sandbox in November of 2021. We invested $2 million in, a, in land, which we then developed as villas and islands, which we sold in January of 2022. It was an amazing project for us. We did very, very well. Then we did Decentraland. Then we launched Penthouse, Metaverse Penthouse on Spatial in June of 2022. Who knows what we're going to do next? And who knows what the Metaverse of the moment will be? Who knows what the trend of the moment will be? We sold out all our collections uh, until uh, June. Okay. Now, in the midst of the bear market, successful projects are free. They don't free what we call free mints. So it's a project that is very difficult to if, if it's hyped. It's very difficult to get a spot to be able to claim your free NFTs, and then some of them sell for thousands of dollars on the secondary market. That's the trend. That's the response of the market to the volatility, the financial volatility of crypto. Who knows what the next phase will be? We, no one knows. So whatever brands spend time crafting is probably going to be obsolete, obsolete in six months. So try, go for it, uh, learn from it. So you will be in a much better position. Some brands like Burberry, Gucci, Tommy Hilfiger, who just released a fantastic collaboration with Ready Player Me, where you can buy the collection and at the same time you can claim the digital version for your avatar. Like, that's amazing, you know? Go for it. Just do these things and you will learn. The space is forgiving. People are uh, encouraging, supportive. Don't be afraid. Olivier, thank you so much. Like, I have learned so much in this one-hour conversation already and I feel like I'm much better equipped for the unknowns in the future as someone that works within brands and who's really pushing everything to do with NFTs, Web3, getting involved in Metaverse. You've given me so many exciting ideas and I think anyone who has listened today will feel the same. So I wanted to ask you one last closing question. 
with all of the things that are happening, what is the one skill that you would recommend for people to start developing today to be ready for the future? Uh, yes, networking. I know it's very, uh, it's very basic, but uh, now the power of LinkedIn, uh, build your personal brand just by posting, you know, once a day or every two, three days, but at a, at a regular like, uh, cadence. It's very important. It's unbelievable the amount of business, the amount of partners that we have made through LinkedIn and through networking. And so in this nascent Web3 space, we're all building together towards this theoretical point in time uh, that I described where there is mass adoption and everybody buys digital fashion and we hang out in different metaverse every day. It becomes part of our life. And um, just think about all the tycoons of Web2 e-commerce, all the billion-dollar companies. Uh, a lot of these entrepreneurs started early in the 90s, okay? And so right now we're probably in discussions, uh, probably building, collaborating with the next big wave of tech geniuses and tech billionaires whose names will be in the books. And so the space has a very, very positive vibe. It's a very good vibe in, in Web3. The space is consolidating. The bear market has made a lot of bad projects disappear. I think it was necessary. It's good. But the tech doesn't, the tech moves forward, doesn't go backward. Uh, so yeah, Interact in the space, read, engage, uh, meet people. Uh, it will pay off. That's an absolute certainty. Wonderful advice. And I think you live and breathe that advice. You practice what you preach for sure. That's it. That's a wrap. Thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Congratulations. Really good questions. Thank you so much. Thank you. Honestly, this is going to help people so much. And I'm going to be sending this to everybody that asked me anything about Web3, NFTs, future of CRM, I'm going to send them this episode and say, just listen to this. Thank you so much. It's going to be educational for everybody. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Tech Powered Luxury, your weekly podcast on all things luxury and tech. If you have enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe and follow Tech Powered Luxury on Instagram, TikTok, Snap, Twitter, LinkedIn, or sign up to our weekly newsletter. Tech Powered Luxury is proud to partner with GladCloud, the platform that is powering our media campaigns through its collaborative social media marketing platform, which is perhaps how you have discovered the podcast today. We'd love to hear from you if you have any ideas, questions, or would like to join us as a guest. 